talking about this t-shirt not that we're saying necessarily is it like a nice feeling is it like um being held in a sort of hug machine do you know about hug machines no do they have those in japan have you ever watched them i'm not going to bother asking if you've watched it you haven't watched it but have you heard of oh i've forgotten her name oh she's got a strange name autistic woman in america ah (laughs) Oh, the autistic woman in America. She's yeah. really famous because um, she designed this cattle grid. Oh. oh um, God, there's a film, there's a biopic about her. She's really interesting. She's got a strange name. I think I know who you mean. Anyway, she yeah. Other things as well. She also designed this hug machine because um, she's highly autistic and it was in a time when it wasn't recognised, that's what it was. They were just kind of like, oh, she's a bit odd. And when she went to university, she got very sort of lonely and she said it's like she doesn't like touching people, but she still wanted to be held. She likes the feeling of being like held and contained. Um, So she invented this machine that she could crawl into and it hugged her. I mean, it had like sides. Temple Grandin, that's it. I knew it was a weird name. Um, And the university were like, this is disgusting and they thought they thought it was really like filthy but it wasn't a sexual thing it was just a hug machine because she couldn't hug people so maybe she would like the t-shirt interesting yeah maybe i like that feeling of being i don't like sleeping with nothing over me i don't like it when it's hot and you can't wear anything so i like to feel weighted down so when it's hot it's really annoying I don't feel very safe if I just have like a sheet over me. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. The sheet just feels too, <laughs> too thin. Too flimsy. Someone could just get you. <laughs> the monsters could just get at you. Oh dear. I've got a real like terror on me, which I'm really, I feel annoyed. I shouldn't have um, been reading about murders. <sighs> Listening to this murder podcast, my favourite murder, which is so popular. Um, I've got kind of podcaster envy, but they've been going since 2016. They're just two women. They're just like murders. I mean, that sounds weird. They're interested in cases and detective things, and but it's it's really disturbing. I can't stop thinking about it, and I don't understand how people listen to this kind of thing and then just are not freaked out. I've gone on like an obsessive loop thinking about this thing. (laughs) So it's fascinating, but scary. And now I I keep waking up in the middle of the night and I just get this kind of horror, which I haven't had for ages, where I just can't get back to sleep and I have to turn the light on and I have to kind of distract myself because I just get in the kind of, ah. Last night I couldn't sleep. And um, I, I forget, I don't know what time it was, but... What I find is so strange is when you have that period where you can't sleep and then I woke up, but I have no memory of that period between. Yeah. So I was like, I've awake and awake and awake and awake. I'm like, I can't get sleep. And then I wake up and I'm like, but I don't remember at all going to sleep. I just just, like, yeah. I just remember being so frustrated and angry and sort of lying around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then just familiar. wake up. And I feel like, does it just mean I must just go like mm. that at the 
point at which I, do I you find sleep. as well well if I wake in the night I sometimes have a sort of where I'm kind of half asleep and wait, so I don't know if I'm half asleep I don't know if I'm in light sleep but I have thoughts and my thoughts drift into dreams and when I wake or if I sort of wake a few hours later I get confused about which what's real and what's not and what I was thinking about and what I was dreaming about and they kind of blur together like for the example the other night we had this smell in our flat that was overpowering and it was something in the bin but we couldn't work out what it was because there was just it, it literally it was so strong um and you know it's it's like kind of like having a tune on your brain it's like oh I know what this tune is it was like this smell I was trying to figure it out it's like what is this smell where is it coming from and I couldn't get to sleep and I must have been dreaming but I thought I was just thinking that I'd figured out what the smell was and I was like oh okay that's what the smell is that's all right then I can go to sleep and in the morning I was like oh yeah it's good that I figured out what the smell is and I was like what that I don't that's <laughs> just weird yeah it's weird with that yeah when you figure out problems although problems yeah. some problems where really do get fixed because that's one of the things as well I've been looking at is um there's a lovely page on Wikipedia which is something like you know famous or important dreams um, I think on it, there's some of them that are sort of the prophetic dreams. Apparently, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln dreamt that he was going to be assassinated three days before he was. What? How can they know that? Well, I guess he wrote it down in his diary. That sounds like um, dubious. Do you believe it? Yeah. Do you? Why not? It's on Wikipedia. Um, because it sounds too <laughs> incredible to me. Oh. Well, I mean, also, you don't know, maybe he's dreaming of it all the time. Oh, but, well, I suppose yeah, if you, yeah. Sense, but I don't know. I mean, I'm if you're in a position of power and it, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be something that you might be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, true. But, so it's also saying about various inventions that, um, you know, like the structure of mm. the atom and also the structure of DNA both came to people in their dreams. And lots of um, creative pieces. Yeah. Apparently, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was, but the thing is, often when people say that, they were also on drugs. I mean, I think he was a laudanum addict, but he um, apparently dreamt the story. And then he wrote, he wrote it all down, like on waking. And then apparently it got burnt or something, or his wife burnt it. She said it was just too mad and yeah. controversial. So then he had to write it again. Kubla Khan was like that. As yeah, well. I was going to say it's Kubla Khan. Yeah, and that's interesting because he didn't get. To, he, he knew he was. But that was a drug out. thing as well, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, he? That was like, dream, opium, yeah, that was an opium dream. Yeah, and like and the man from Porlock, where he gets in, interrupted by the man from Porlock. Wait, that is is that Kubla Khan? No, I think so. Yeah, he gets interrupted by someone whilst he's by the man from Porlock. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had this thing where I was in a I was in a play, and it was weird because it was a coherent play. Wow. And I was like, wow, I wish I could write this down. Because yeah. it, it was quite a decent scene, you know, and it yeah. had more structure to it. And but in my mind, no, sadly. And it was also strange because I was also w watching the play at the same time as being in it. Oh, okay. So weird dream sleep thing. I met my friend the other day and she said, have you heard of sleep terrors? And I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, well, because um, I don't really have like bad sleep. But the other night, she said she, in the morning, she woke up and she showed me she had this big scar on her ankle. And she woke up and she was bruised, really badly bruised, all the way down one side of her body. She had no idea why. And had like cuts and things. And her flatmate sort of said, 
uh, I don't know if you remember last night, but are you okay? And she's like, what? I don't, I don't know at all. And uh, apparently she, her flatmate heard a thud and screaming, came in her room and she was lying on the ground next to her bed. So she must have fallen out of bed and she cut herself, but her eyes were open. And so she was like going, Lauren, Lauren, are you okay? And she didn't respond. And so her flatmate like cleaned her wounds and kind of was like, didn't know what to do. So went back to bed. And she must have gone back to bed and just gone to sleep. Woke up. She had no memory of it at all. Mm. And she's never had it before. Strange. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I looked at the And she doesn't remember a and... bad dream or anything either. No, she doesn't remember any dreams. Oh. So weird. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, people do fall out of bed. She's like, I do lie sort of very close to the edge of the bed. and But that, that she didn't wake up. Yeah. And that, like, her, that was like cleaning her wounds. <laughs> it's so weird. So, yeah, I don't know what the, um, because she said she looked it up and it was often people who had PTSD. And she's like, I don't have PTSD. <laughs> but I don't think, I think it's sometimes. Maybe it's she just happened. doesn't remember. She's suppressed well, it too much. Maybe. I don't know. Because um, I had this other friend do a few weird sleep things where she used to, but that was more like sleepwalking, where she'd get up and get dressed and try to leave the building. And then one that really freaked me out, I don't know if I already said about it, where she, we, we were living in Paris and she was in this flat, you know, she'd just been in for a few months or something. And it was quite small, just one bedroom flat. And she got up in the night and got dressed, ready to go out, walked across the flat and was trying, because her boyfriend was there, so I think he sort of said about what happened. She was trying to get out of where the, there wasn't a door, there was just, like it was just in the kitchen, she was trying to like open the door. But then she found out that a door used to be there, but she didn't know that before. Oh. <laughs> so freaky. What a strange, what a strange phenomenon. <laughs> Yeah. But I wonder why you don't wake up. That's quite interesting, but a bit freaky to me. And the sleep paralysis thing is so terrifying. I just find that really frightening. Because there's that painting, isn't there, of the um, uh, woman in sleep on the bed and there's like a demon. Oh, it's the cat biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Not a demon. <laughs> It's like a demon um, crawling on, like sitting on top of her. Right. I should find what the painting Who's is. Who's it by? Yeah, and apparently that's, it's a depiction of, it's quite, it's a freaky picture. Henry Fuseli. So if you look it up. <clears throat> and there's a, a horse in the background, like an actual nightmare. <laughs> it's a really freaky painting. But that's what it's a depiction of sleep paralysis because you feel like you're awake. You feel like you're awake. So it feels real. Right. But you're not. And you, you get, because you're supposed to not move when you're asleep, right? There's something that happens in your brain to stop you moving around to keep you in like prone, essentially. So that you can be dreaming that you're walking around, but you shouldn't actually, your legs shouldn't actually be working. So right. when you're asleep properly, you you are just prone, you don't, you don't move. But if something goes wrong, you're like sleepwalking, it's that 
bit is not functioning properly so you're actually moving around and if you have sleep paralysis it's kind of the opposite it's like you sort of half wake up but you're still in the, the, the sleep paralysis thing so you can't move but people have hallucinations so they see sort of demons or figures standing over them and because the weighting down thing feels like you're, you're you feel like you're pinned down it's very freaky I used to get it. I feel sort of, perhaps not quite like that, but I would have it where I would wake up and I couldn't move. Yeah. But I sort of like, logically I could move, I just couldn't move. And then what would happen is I would move my eyes or something and mm. then I was sort of, everything and then you'd wake up. broken. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't asleep, I was awake. I well, just couldn't move. Yeah, that's the thing. You're sort of, you sort of awake. You are awake, but a bit of you is still in dream. Like, maybe you didn't have it quite so strong, so you didn't, See yeah, things, I think it may not have be it. The same. Yeah, so they kind of like are like, well, I'm awake. And then so this guy that I spoke to <laughs> uh, <laughs> said he had it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Just on a side note, did you see that Twitter thread? It was so it cracked me up. It was like someone said, I love um the terms that girls give to each other for guys that they've slept with or been with and they have like nicknames for them <laughs> they were so funny and it's so true it's just like when they don't want to use their name or they don't know their names they're just like crushed velvet boy or like <laughs> you know like just <laughs> it's just really sort of yeah it's it's really funny i recommend it um Anyway, sleep paralysis guy. He said he had it and he was like, he would see like one thing. He said he'd gone to a friend's house. He'd never been to this house and he was in, you know, staying over and he was staying in one of their spare rooms and he had this sleep paralysis thing where he, the room it was like morning it was like flooded with sunlight and he could see all over the room so the weird thing I guess is that you can actually see what's actually there because he said he he arrived at night so he didn't know what the room really looked like but in this state the sun came up and he was looking around the room but then things started to happen I can't remember what it was if he said there was a figure or something moved um like some inanimate thing started sort of moving around towards him and it was really freaky and when he actually woke up in the morning it was like he'd already seen the room but kind of in his sleep it's just a, the bizarrest thing and then another time when he said like um the lamp in his room sort of turned round and twisted and moved towards him that's the kind of thing that happens oh, it really freaks me out <laughs> It's interesting with these that painting because when, when was it painted? It was um, good, isn't it? 1781. Yeah. So that that you know the way that we the nightmare. Yeah, and well, the, the people you have to sort of wonder as to what extent people would like literally believed that sort of in angels and devils and little yeah, exactly. Because you can see it's it's also it's just like a useful device to talk about yeah. this kind of thing. So to sort of like you know it's easier to sort of described that you were, had paralysis because there was a little devil sitting on you rather yeah. than to kind of, you know, form, yeah, describe it in another way. 
but it's yeah, interesting exactly. we don't we don't use that form today because we sort of would say that these sort of apparitions don't actually exist that they're just in your mind sure some but people still they, believe that i'm sure yeah but i mean it's also interesting because they, in a way you could be like well that's where they come we from. just accept they're in your mind then we can still use it to describe it so we're sort of saying yeah. something literal but i still think it's just as scary like i think it's even more scary and well is it more scary what's more scary the idea that there's a supernatural thing and then there's a supernatural world but in a way the supernatural world is our brains that's all it is it's like that's yeah. the capacity of our human brains to conjure up not only to conjure up things it's not just imagination it's these weird things that our brains do like during sleep that we can be asleep but also be awake and have this kind of these hallucinations that seem really real it's very odd and freaky well, I guess that's also where it gets into kind of just, you know, perceptiveness as well, because it's also sort of sometimes, you know, where people, you know, sort of like psychics and people kind of sort of saying about with, you know, animals having sort of special kind of powers to sort of notice things. So it's not necessarily saying that these things aren't happening. It's perhaps mm. just that they're kind of tuned into a different frequency as well, or sort of making, noticing things that other people don't notice. Yeah. I'm just looking at the... Um interpretations of this painting it was scandalous because it was looked so sexual um and it's kind of got this story about this woman that the painter met um and then he uh, yeah he wrote about his like fantasies of her that last night i had her in bed with me tossed my bedclothes hugger mugger <laughs> wound my hot and tight clasped hands about her fused her body and soul together with my own poured into her my spirit breath and strength Anyone who touches her now commits adultery and incest. She is mine and I'm hers and I have her will. Oh, I'll have her, I will. Um, but he wasn't allowed to marry her. Interesting. And it says it yeah. influenced Mary Shelley. Isn't it? Yeah. For contemporary viewers, the nightmare invokes the relationship of the incubus and the horse matter nightmares. The work was likely inspired by the waking dreams experienced by Fuseli and his contemporaries, who found that these experiences related to folkloric beliefs like the Germanic tales about demons and witches that possessed people who slept alone. In these stories, men were visited by horses or hags, giving rise to the term hag riding and mare riding. I hadn't heard that. And women were believed to engage in sex with the devil. The etymology of the word nightmare, however, does not relate to horses. Ah, oh. rather the word is derived from Mara, a Scandinavian mythological term referring to a spirit sent to torment or suffocate sleepers. Oh God. <laughs> That's interesting as well that we have ideas that what these things represent but actually they don't we've just kind of come to mm. think of it like that afterwards yeah there's quite a lot of that often with etymology of words as well yeah we mm. kind of think it's you're like oh it sounds like this therefore they must be related and either they aren't or also that the kind of root of the word is you know different because english particularly as well has such a weird mix of yeah different words coming from different places and so people are like oh you think this is latin it's germanic so we are watered if not fed oh yeah okay so minute nine what happens in minute nine just flipping pages over gently <laughs> things i can't remember what's happening now i'm completely lost not much has happened yet we just got into the office and minute nine is oh yeah so where he's like he's introduced these two yeah so he's, he's running down the street no he goes into this what <laughs> oh he's already right. sorry i always i keep thinking that so it's like yeah the guy says the end of the last minute was like choose your choose your 
No, this is this minute. It's like it's like no, you're sort of Shrazi, you've got to choose your night. Shrazi Tonkon. That was the last minute. Now this, the beginning of this one is he's like introducing them, Serge and Martine. Okay. Yeah. Are you with it? Are That's you kept, my notes say, but I'll kept, go with whatever you say. <laughs> Yeah. That's where it starts, and he says this homophobic thing. I don't say it's your first day, and you say you've got to choose sides. That's this the is where end I transcribed. <laughs> I know, but this is the disagreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's roughly it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to choose sides. Well, um, of course, you, none of our listeners are ever going to be listening along to this minute by minute themselves. I don't think anyone's even well. watched the film. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not available anywhere. They haven't heard of it. Um, Will we sell our copies at the end? To who? No. I don't know. The listener. <laughs> the vast numbers of people who are listening. <laughs> the we'll listener. put them on eBay for charity. <laughs> no, I want my copy. Maybe get as much as 70p. I just really want to watch it. Yeah, all me the way too. Through. I mean, we can watch 10 minutes of it over and over. <laughs> we could do that. Well, you just keep watching. So we up could to just watch it. And just then watch it. Just talk about it minute by minute. You could just watch it. You still want to see it bit by bit. You're not tempted. Oh, really tempted, yeah. I thought about it earlier today. <laughs> but then I'm afraid that you might watch it and just go, oh, just bored now. <laughs> I don't want to spend the next two years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, yeah, maybe that, that'll probably be the case because almost any film, I would think, unless it has like some incredible cliffhanger right You're up to so the end. Weird. Which You're so no weird. Do. You're so different to me. <laughs> I'm so, such a film nerd. Anyway, so he said this homophobic thing, which is homophobic. It's like, how does it translate it in the subtitles? Uh, in the subtitles, uh, de they, said, they said two possibilities, a couple of fags. Yeah, fags is nothing which, I've um, heard. No. So this is, I yeah, we sort of talked about this before maybe, but it's a bit of this kind of, I don't know, is it the time? Because he is a bit of a, the time that the film was made, I mean, it's a bit yeah. sort of like, that's okay to say something like that and not kind of call anyone on it. I mean, at the same time, like, he's a bit of a dick, the character. He's supposed to be this sort of horrible boss that's just, well, not horrible, just a bit of a sort of childish yeah. idiot. But, yeah, so they go, and then the guy goes, well, how can we be gay if we're opposite kind of... sex? <laughs> yeah. Which is not really the point. Like, if someone said that now, you'd be like, that's not really the point of what you just said. <laughs> like, the point is, don't use that word, please. Yeah. In front I guess of his new employee. Like, that's yeah. really offensive. But when do we, when do we, because we he's think using this is it set as an like, insult. yeah, it's set like a sort of mid 90s kind of thing, isn't it? So, well, it's obviously it isn't yeah. an insult, but it's kind of like flipping it around to be like an intellectual comeback, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, to sort of say it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you're just such a good idiot. One of the things um, that's, that's kind of strange is that. In the US, it's it's a much more. I think it's a much more offensive term. Do you think? And yeah. Well, I think and, it is it an American term. No, I don't think so. I don't quite oh. know where it comes from. Actually, as to I don't why know where it comes from. People say that. It's one of those things that's kind of arisen out of different things, and right. no one really knows where it first came from. Because it's a weird thing as well. Because in the UK, it's commonly used as a, as a term for cigarettes as well. Yeah. You know, so you know, got. A that's fag. why I think it's an American thing. Yeah, because it's kind of strange that it's sort of like it was. It was so sort of taboo, almost the word in the US. That it sort of sounded yeah. weird or uncomfortable when I first came back from America. If you heard someone use it, yeah, just I don't think breath. it's an English term. Could be a bundle of sticks or sticks, mashed brains. Which is probably why the cigarette is called it, right? 
Mashed brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Tweet. Is that a Scottish thing? Not sure. Maybe Tweet. Like the... hmm? Tweet. What did you say? Not sure. Tweet. <laughs> tweet, yeah. <laughs> you said tweet. Tweet. <laughs> Anyhow, moving on. <laughs> so the people are Serge and Martin, and it's Sasha Bordeaux. And he was in, if anyone saw, Mrs. the marvellous Mrs. Maisel, which is brilliant. I don't know if he was a big character in it. He was also in Be Kind, Rewind. So does he have um, the same actors that he goes to? I think so. Seems yeah, like it. And Aurelia Petit, although I don't know if she's been in any of his other things. She was in this film that I used to love, Chacun Cherche Son Chat, which I think translates as um, When the Cat's Away. Just a really sweet French film. Yeah. She's very sort of like beige. She's got like a beige polar neck. <laughs> that's my note. That's my note for that. <laughs> the whole office is kind of beige. So very like very... washed out. Yeah. 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 It's a crappy office. Um, well, I don't know if it's crap. It's kind of like quite oh. typical, I would say. Yeah. It's not okay. like, yeah. It's not crappy, but. It's kind of crappy, like, you know, like the office, the, the sitcom. Uh, mm. You know, it's, sort of, it's that sort of mundanity. Yeah. Just lots of files yeah. and folders. And... Yeah. Uh, but I don't really understand his response. I don't know if this is a thing of translation because they say like, "How can we be gay if we're opposite sex?" And he's like, "It's a question of mortality." What does that mean? No, mentality. Oh, not mortality. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've written it down wrong. It's because I was uh, translating so, and it's a scroll. But still, that doesn't make sense. Oh, he means that like mentally they're gay. Like, it's still carrying on with the insult. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess like, that's it. You're gay. Like, sort of saying character. that you know, it's some kind of, you know, yeah, trying to yeah frame it as a okay yeah. and then this is a bit i have to go to you because i have tried to write down the translation but i haven't quite understood it and he says like and i'm guy who will explain what you have to do any second yeah it's really yeah. it's weird well i mean this is i mean i, I can't obviously haven't translated it this is just the subtitles yeah, it's exactly. i'm guy ex-battleship salesman and lady killer i'll show you the ropes <laughs> So I guess he's just trying to make him sound like he's a swashbuckling, you know, yeah. hero of some kind where he's he's not. He just runs a small printing shop. Yeah. Okay. So he's got kind of, yeah. Uh, and then she puts him to grandeur. say, I can do that too. I'm Martine. Mm. And says so she's in charge of the very popular ski weekend. But well, you kind of wonder how popular it could be when this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's perhaps just three of them. But maybe just, it's. Not even three of them. That. I feel like it's just Serge and her, is it? Oh, no, maybe oh. not. Maybe it's all of them. No, I presume they all go. It seems like they are kind of like have a sort of adversarial book, sort of probably sort of friendly. I don't think, I think he would go on the ski weekend. There's a big ski map behind her as well, isn't there? He looks yeah. Like. But um, Stefan looks really worried. <laughs> yeah. And then he, and he doesn't he say, no, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm not going to. Ski question mark, no, no, yeah. Yeah. And they just look really annoyed with him. Yeah, or disappointed. Um, and then he's the guy's explaining what he has to do, and so he gets out this calendar. <laughs> it's really juvenile, and he explains that it's like it's got pictures of naked women on it. <laughs> and he's like, "You don't have to do that. We just put the text at the top, wasn't it?" It's, it's kind of like yeah, it's like the calendar it has two parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is the slightly funny bit. He's like, yeah. you know, he's like the the months and the naked girls, and he flips through it, and he's kind of like, "Here's the redhead with a big bush." Le calendrier se compose de deux parties, le bas avec les mois et les filles toutes nues, tu vois Oui, mais... Voilà, merde. Une rousse avec un gros buisson. Uh -huh. Which makes you laugh. Oh, 
funny? I don't know. I, maybe I'll have to put in a clip of how he says it. It's just uh, so it's the how offhand it, okay. way he says it. <laughs> it's just like he's so... And it's just the context of like, he's introducing this like young guy to this office. It's just so silly. Like, yes, the bit before is a bit offensive, but it's just this whole atmosphere of like, what? Like, and like <laughs> Stefan just doesn't really understand the French. It makes it even funnier, but he's just like, he thinks he's there with his portfolio and he's going to present his work and they're just like, uh, yeah. yeah. Like his... So here's a, <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> Oh, and I found out what was on his, he's got that weird thing on his portfolio. Mm. And it's got this word in Spanish. And if you look at it, it's, um, it translates as <laughs> large intestine. And it's just a drawing of an intestine. Oh, good. It's possible that's some it's sort of bizarre. brand. No, uh, he's drawn he's it. drawn personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All hmm. painted. Interesting. Yeah, so it's really quite strange. Um, so he, he points it and he's, and he's like, you know, they're over the big bush and he's like, we don't do this part, we do the boring part, which is the calendar. And Stefan's not even, the, it's not like he's going, oh, great. No. Well, he's the, the naked women, he's confused. just a bit sort of, I, well, I like a naive, he's quite naive, yeah. he seems. They're showing you a nude calendar. Yeah, <laughs> would you, how would you react if this was your first day at work? No, yeah, you presented it with him. Me out. But I mean, also, how old do we think he's supposed to be in this? Because it's, it's like his, his first job, is it? I would say early twenties. Yeah, maybe. it could be his first job. He might mm. have been studying. I feel like he would have had sort of, you know, sort of like a teenage job, yeah, in maybe cafe or something. So we, we think he's done some work before. So he's used to the idea of a boss telling you stuff, but it's still kind of strange. He might not be. He might have been sort of a bit of a, bit of a baby. Yeah. Because he seems very naive and unprepared. Yeah. For the world of work. That's, is that There's, it? I was interested that we're talking about the, the office setup as well, just how kind of it does look so out of date just because they have the big old CRT monitors and they have so many files around as oh. well, just sort of remembering how offices used to have so much paperwork. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It was, it was, there, I think there was that kind of strange period where, because I think now there is a lot less paper. And there was always yeah. sorts of visions or talk about the paperless office, which oh. hasn't come completely true. But, you know, that was the kind of vision of the 60s where they'll be like, or maybe later than that, maybe more like the 70s or 80s. But there was that sort of period, I think, where what happened is computers were actually just used to print out more stuff. So they were kind of yeah. used as a way to make better printed publications. And it was only really when the web came along that we actually moved so much of that sort of publication just purely to online. Is there much paper in your office? Not Are there any? There's, yeah, I mean, there's, there is some, you know, there's printers around and there's stationary cupboards, but the stationary, stationary cupboard is just like a small cupboard, you know, it's like a kitchen cupboard. Whereas, you know, offices I've worked in the past, the, the stationary cupboard was like a kind of Aladdin's cave of, yeah. of stationary, you know, oh. it was a kind of like a, like a caravan sized uh, kind of cupboard where you went in and it was just all this stationary and um, people would steal it all. <laughs> <laughs> the joys. In schools, schools yeah. I feel like have been very slow to this no paper thing, particularly primary schools are the worst. I don't know well, it's if it's got better now, but yeah, even um, five years ago when I was working in primary school and this was considered old fashioned compared to others, but it still wasn't that unusual. They made me, for every lesson, 
So you have six lessons a day. Uh, print out. I mean, that's because I was training as well. So I don't know if everyone had to, but we did have to print out all our plans. And we had to print out three copies. So one for me, the teacher, one for the TA, and one to give to whoever is observing you or for your folder or whatever, or for the record. And even then we were like, this is ridiculous, like the amount of paperwork. And then for like every lesson, you'd have resources. So there'd be like, say, 34 kids in your class. You'd be teaching something on fractions and you'd have to print out, you know, for that less, just for that lesson, 34 copies at the minimum, because sometimes they'd have more than one sheet for that lesson. So just think how much paper that is for just that school and then multiply that around the country. And it still goes on like, it's only recently I've seen it kind of trying to get away from that a bit and not using. I'm still not sure though, as to whether that's actually more environmentally friendly because paper is pretty easy to recycle and you can also. It doesn't get recycled though. Recycle. That's the other thing. What happens to it? Schools are just very bad at that. I mean, they should, and you try and teach children that and they're all like about environmental things, but they end up just getting chucked. <laughs> Because well, the trouble slightly is we, we, they talk about e-waste as well. And I think that's such a big problem. Um, where, you know, it's, it's like if, if kids have a laptop or a, you know, a, a tablet, well, they actually have a really quite short lifespan. Right. You know, like, how many people's laptops are over 10 years old? I mean, I, I think my laptop's doing Mine is. Well, it's, it's eight years. Um, and, you know, people just chuck them in the bin or, I mean, hopefully they at least put them into, there is that, W-E-E-E-E or whatever it is, recycling program, but nobody seems to know what it is because... I don't think they get chucked away in schools. Like the computers they're using are still the computers from like oh, yeah, but 15 do they not years have their ago. Own, do they not have their own personal laptops as well? Are like, you... I don't know. I've <laughs> no. Never no. no. God, no. We're not <laughs> private school. We barely have enough computers to... I mean, we don't really even have enough computers for a class to have a computing lesson enough right. working computers that's how poor schools are we don't have enough pens to go around like it's it's so much worse than people think when people say like schools are underfunded it's not like people think of it like oh there's not enough funding to do projects in schools or to you know to kind of uh update things it's it's worse than that like we literally don't have enough books for students. We don't have enough pens for students. We don't have working computers. Like you walk into the school and you can see, like it's literally, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty desperate. What was it like with computers when you were growing up at school? At secondary school. Well, even at primary, because for me at primary school, we had, I think three I think there was a BBC four. computer at primary. Yeah, we had BBC micros. That we got a turn on. You you were allowed to go on. Yeah. And I don't so know like what we did on it. Yeah. Did you I think you were, sometimes you could draw things. Do you remember yeah. that? Like draw shapes and things. I played Granny's Garden, most oh. terrifying game ever. <laughs> I don't remember Granny's Garden, but we had a BBC at home, so that. I'll, had... I'll send you a, a screenshot of the witch from Granny's Garden. Ah. It was. What at school um, you used to play it? Yeah, it was just terrifying. Maybe when you so see we the did screenshot. Have games. But I, I don't remember. I remember printing things out on those really satisfying printers with the holes down the side. Holes yeah, that was side nice. That paper still exists because there's there's some companies that just have 
you know, really out of date systems and they still have to buy that paper. And it costs a fortune because they know that they're kind of like a captive audience. So I think it costs like a hundred pounds a box now. This is brilliant. But this is about dreams. Why does it say dreams? Weird dreams. Weird dreams in Granny's garden. This looks intriguing. That's strange. Oh yeah, we'll put this into the um Well um because we had we had some very strange games on BBC that we didn't have this one. Did you have Pop as well, where you had to type what things Pop could do? He was like an Apple person. No, we had Frack. Do you remember Frack? No. He had a yo-yo and he killed people with his yo-yo. Wow. And we also had Night Law, which, but all the games that we had, my brother had a BBC computer and he was my older brother and he was really into computing, like early computing. And he used to get games, pirated games from friends that were on cassette tape. And we'd have this little cassette player by the computer and it would take ages to load but we never had the instructions so you always just have these games of just like no idea how to play them and night i think it was night law was one of them uh, my brother's going to be listening to this and be going yes yes i remember and it was like this sort of pirate person was it well i guess he was a knight <laughs> but he just looked i don't know he was wearing a cape or something and a hat and he'd just go into rooms and then it had like a little moon or sun in the corner and if it turned into a moon, he'd just turn into a sort of, I think oh, it was supposed to be a wolf, but he looked like a pig and it would just go blip, 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 blip. And then he'd be a pig and you'd be like, okay. And then he couldn't do certain things. It was inexplicable what you were supposed to do or you just walk into rooms. You'd be like, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm looking at some screenshots weird. now. Have you found it? Is, it? is that what it's called? Yeah. I haven't played it. But, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, those BBC games. I had a ZX Spectrum as well. I used to play quite a lot of games on that. But yeah. And at secondary school, we had, we started off, well, we still had them even when I left. There was a sort of a room which had, I can't remember what they were, but there were some kind of computers that weren't IBM PCs. But the thing that was interesting was they had three button mouse mice as well, because this was also like, wow, mouse for the first time. I was like, this mm. thing is amazing. But they were just enter space bar space bar space bar, space yeah. bar up down left right <laughs> shift shift and was like jump no enter was jump yeah and it was interesting because they kind of like we later then got we had sort of 386s which were just running dos and so they had no windows and then later windows came along and it was strange because back then computers were kind of it was much sort of, we went on the internet and things were kind of safe you know you didn't have you know, like kids didn't go trashing, like installing stuff because just getting hold of software was complex. And there was no idea of kind of like admin privileges or that kind of thing either. Because oh. I remember we got this virus that went around as well, which was oh. the funniest thing. Because how it worked was if you left a floppy drive, a, flop, a disk in the floppy drive, it would, when the computer turned on, it would say, oh, there's an error because it can't boot from the floppy drive. So you had to take the disk out and then press enter and you carry on. And the way the virus worked is it was on the, it was already on the disk. And so when it loaded up, it would install the virus on the machine and then just carry on booting as normal. So you wouldn't notice. It was kind of more convenient because, you know, the disk was in, but it still just loaded DOS in the normal way. But then the next time you put a disk in, it would write itself to that. And so this, and it was just so interesting that, you know, that, wow. that was how a virus would spread back then from floppy disk to floppy disk. <laughs> and, um, and it was, you know, a pain for the IT guy who had to go and sort it out. But 
you know, those were easy really compared to, uh, yeah. Cause by the time we got to six form, anything was like running windows, but okay. you just had so many problems with it. all of the, all of the kind of virus and malware oh, really? that was on the internet back then. Yeah. Cause oh. windows was, was just a mess from a security point of view oh. and the internet was just kind of getting going with how you know, evil it could be with its malware. But anyway, there we are. Very different world today, I guess, with people having... I, I thought all the kids would just have... Um, I suppose, yeah, this is like, imagine two rich, posh parents. So they <laughs> yeah. would just give them, if only. Give all their Honestly, kids we don't iPads. have enough computers. Yeah. At all. We have just had a um, bit of funding to get some, but... Do you have um, those electronic whiteboards? Uh, yeah. Are they Interactive good? Interactive whiteboards. I'm really bad at using them. Like you're supposed to be able to kind of write on them and stuff. I don't find them very useful for that. Right. And I think if you rely too much on that as well, like it's not a great lesson. Like it should be more about yeah. what you're doing. I think with primary it's different, but I didn't have in the primary schools I taught in, they didn't have them. And some of them I went into still had projectors. It could be fine. Yeah, yeah, but they are quite good for, for little kids. They're, it's quite fun if you can get them working and they can come up and touch the screen. That's quite cool. Right. But um, secondary, you don't really use it. Some teachers do. Yeah. So that's that's it for minute nine. <laughs> um, hey, so what do you think is going to happen next, though? Uh, do you think he's taking? Well, I know. So. <laughs> oh, you already know. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, it feels like it's, well, I suppose like, is this, is this scene something, I, they wouldn't bother it if he's just, he's kind of like, oh, well, I don't want this job. So I guess he's taking this job, but it's just yeah. not, it's going to be it's boring. He's just going to be making these calendars, but I kind of wonder where it goes from there. Like, does it yeah. become friends with the other people or the guy? Does it turn into some sort of caper? It is seems it's like great? it's setting it up, doesn't it? For like you say, an office based sitcom style thing where we've got these like kind of lovable idiots all in an office together and then we got the newbie coming in that's how it's kind of setting itself up do you think yeah yeah but yeah i wonder how much of that office we're gonna continue how to is see. his like dreaming linking into this yeah that beginning bit seems very different bye oh you, i was just gonna say as well people can oh. get in touch with us via instagram yes that's that's the way to do it we haven't yeah. said yet i mean i think everyone who listen so far can get in touch with us by just talking to us when they next see us. But <laughs> if you don't know who we are, <laughs> yeah, personally, that's the way to do it. In America, it. in Ohio, um, yeah, and you're in intrigued Ireland. and you just really want to know what Chan means, do message us on what's the address though? Sleep Minute. Sleep Instagram Minute on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting actually that we can just call out the you know, the Irish listener who listened once. Oh yeah, Irish listener. <laughs> That's kind of funny that they probably just listened briefly and then stopped yeah, and won't go back. <laughs> and now they've got a shout out yeah. in minute nine. Yeah. It isn't, there isn't someone in Ohio. I just made that person up. But there's someone in like, there was some different, Minnesota or something? I don't know what they, who they are. <laughs> I think it's fake news. Big stats. Yeah. Right. 
you all later. Bye.